time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday. Red Friday with ESWL. Streamline your business procurement by making them an approved vendor. A very good evening. Welcome to Red Friday. And it's been yet another roller coaster week to be a Dons fan with the disappointment of Saturday's home defeat at the hands of St Johnston, followed up with Wednesday evening's impressive display in the 3-2 win over Livingston. Over it goes this time. Keeper flaps and they're back at... Yes! His goal against Burnley with 92 minutes on the clock. Lewis Ferguson makes it Aberdeen 3, Livingston 2. We'll also look ahead to the rest of the weekend action and we'll have the latest guesses on the predictor as well as the current league table. Well, we always said December was going to be something of a watershed in how the Ladbrokes SPFL Premiership is going to pan out and there's still five games to go, starting with a trip tomorrow to foot of the table St Mirren. I'm Dave McDermott. Joining me are Andrew Shiny and Dave Galloway. And uh, Andrew, um, it has been a bit of a roller coaster, not just this week, but the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. I mean, uh, uh, that's the, the problem at the moment with the Dons. They're just not as consistent as they have been down the years, but they have a glorious opportunity I would suggest in the, over the next week or so uh, to bring a bit of consistency in terms of results to their game certainly if they replicate the form that they showed uh, on Wednesday night particularly in that second half uh, then they've got no worries going down to Paisley tomorrow then entertaining Dundee and Hearts and uh, young Lewis doesn't score tap-ins does he Dave? No and I, I put that to the, the manager afterwards and he was obviously waxing lyrical about Lewis Ferguson what uh, an extraordinarily talented yet level-headed uh, young man talking about the Livingston game the boss is delighted with the desire of his men I thought it was a, a strong 90 minute performance or 95 minute performance um, but thankfully we get our goals and we stay fully concentrated in the second half uh, and we more or less played the game in their half and that's the way you want it to be at Pataudry you want the game to be um, about making the opposition team defend and uh, the pressure we applied the speed at which we attacked the speed at which we won the ball back uh, was very pleasing and it was uh, good to see the the, the talk that uh, Derek had had with the strikers um, you know and he had been critical of them but certainly you had Stevie May who did everything bar score you had Sam Cosgrove getting the goal also pro- providing goal provider for Niall McGinn's opener uh, it was a, quite a clinical performance in that second half in particular it was and bear in mind they were up against a, a defence which has been pretty parsimonious this season you know they've stopped Rangers scoring they've stopped Celtic scoring uh, albeit in home games but uh, you know I think the, the two strikers in particular deserve huge credit but the catalyst for the, the turnaround in the second half was Conor McLennan coming on uh, he just ran at them down that right hand side of the Aberdeen attack didn't give them a moment's peace and the the results were there for all to see Absolutely and I, again it was great to see that because we still have players to come back you know like Gary Mackay Stephen who again misses out tomorrow yeah, you know, we're sixth in the league, but we're, you know, there or, or thereabouts. We're not far away from, you know, any of the, the top teams, really. So, you know, it, to be in this position, okay, it's not absolutely brilliant, but 
like you say, we've got some key guys to come back. I think when Aberdeen are fully up and running, um, you know, things are going to look uh, a whole lot better. Skipper Graham Shinney, he's been telling me that uh, they need though, to build on that second half display against Livingston and show some consistency. We created a lot of chances in that game, which would have been good for the sort of the fans to see. But I think to not come out with a win would have been frustrating. But on the flip side of that, to, to come out well win in the, in the last minute um, brought us even closer together. So it's important now to, to take that momentum into Saturday, and, and it's crucial now for us to, to try stringing a few wins together. And instead of going from one extreme to the other, we need to to build momentum and, and start picking ourselves back up. This is Red Friday with Dave McDermott, Andrew Shiny, and Dave Galloway. And Andrew, it is about getting that consistency, isn't it? It is. Um, but there's nothing like a last-minute winner, as Graham said, to pull everyone together. I thought the crowd certainly played their part in getting the Dons over the line on Tuesday night. There was only 12,000 and odds there, but you would have thought the ground was packed to the rafters, the noise that they made uh, when that winning goal went in. And that boost of adrenaline, boost of confidence to the team, if that can carry forward into tomorrow's game, and then, as I say, the two home games, Tuesday and next Saturday, uh, it's it's looking good for Aberdeen but yeah we need a consistency of performance over these three games uh, to, to lift ourselves ahead of what will be a, a very tricky game on Boxing Day against Celtic Yeah and uh, it, for a while it didn't look as though it was going to happen we had Sam Cosgrove uh, booked for diving thankfully common sense has prevailed yeah. and uh, the appeal was successful totally. and it's been rescinded um, we had Andy Considine who you'd have put your money on scoring with that header but somehow yeah. it would pass the post I think uh, any of us could have scored that well, well maybe maybe not <laughs> but anyway they kept going that's the thing yeah, they did, and, and Graham says the team's mental strength helped to keep them going. If we hadn't came out with the win, that would have been the, the frustrating part of it, but I thought the boys showed good character in, in the game. Obviously, going down 2-1, having been beat at the weekend, the pressure was, was sort of right on, but um, the boys handled it well, and, and to win in the last minute was, was a good feeling, so we need to take that into to Saturday now, and we need to, to start trying to put a run of wins together. You mentioned Conor McLennan, Andrew, and it is a very young side, and it's great to see some. Okay, sometimes it's because of injuries that youngsters are getting their chances, but uh, it it is good to see. And it, it it reflects well on the others who are waiting to get that first team uh, debut. They see their mates. Yeah, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Well, it's a great spur for these other uh, development or reserve league players under 18s. Uh, they are in the same dressing room as uh, Conor McLennan, Bruce Anderson, Dean Campbell, etc. have been in. And you look at the, the likes of Max Lowe, still only 20 years old. So, yeah, and Lewis Ferguson at the age of 19, a regular in the team. So uh, it is a, a great carrot for, for these boys. Uh, and it's clear that there is a pathway to the first team but the important thing is that the guys who have come into the first team albeit as you say possibly because of uh, injuries to, to more senior players they have grasped their, their, the nettle and taken their chance it's, it's all very well throwing youngsters in because you have to if they don't take the chance then you know you can't justifiably keep them in the side but these boys have come in done exceptionally well and they're going to make it very difficult for the more senior players to get back into this, the the starting 11. Yeah, it, it is, and it's it's a great problem for Derek to have, isn't it, Dave? It certainly is, Dave, and the, the manager is is challenging that talented crop of youngsters just to keep pushing and keep pushing for first-team places. For these boys, it's important that they um, 
try and become an integral part of Aberdeen and it's not to get too down when they don't play so well and not to get too giddy um, when they, they contribute and their job is to be a regular and to force a way into the team and um, you know make my job a lot easier in terms of recruitment if we've got the boys here in the building great um, but they need to show that maturity and personality confidence and drive to stay in the team rather than just get a few headlines and be happy with their work on to tomorrow's game Andrew St Mirren um, we've uh, done very well against them the, the two games this season also in the cup last uh, season but this calendar year uh, but it's the uh, first time in a while we've gone down to their patch yeah it is um, but uh, you know we're going down there on the back of having scored four goals each of the three times that you mentioned that we've played against them in this calendar year and uh, you have to go way back to July 2011 for St Mirren's last league win against Aberdeen since then 14 games 8 draws granted uh, but 6 Aberdeen wins and Aberdeen winning each of the last three and it's sometimes the case that uh, players go down to a ground or they play against a team and they just go oh it's this lot again we always score goals against them so I'm sure the confidence is going to be very high in the Aberdeen ranks Yeah and St Mirren are bottom of the table not by much there's still obviously a long way to go but uh, they they managed to um, relinquish a, a half time lead last week against Livingston who are our opponents in midweek and they uh, eventually lost 3-1 so you would think from a confidence perspective there's no doubt it'll be the visitors that will be starting that game on the on the higher level 100% uh, true Dave uh, but, you know they're down there at the bottom like you say they're not exactly going great guns but certainly there will not be any complacency whatsoever in the Aberdeen camp Derek McInnes insists the Saints won't be taken lightly one of the team who from that area the support are so willing to get behind the team they're obviously looking to try and do some work in January and they're working with a squad of players but when the team's been out top flight for so long and they've took so long to get back in it they'll be doing all they can to stay in it and they've seen signs of St Martin at times being really organised tough to play against a couple of goal scorers at the top end of Christian Jackson and Hamill we're not going to get it all our own way but for us it's trying to take care of our own performance and uh, show that intensity we spoke about. It's quite simple, really. We'll just take the next game as it comes and try and win the game. Okay, let's have a look at your guys. One to watch for tomorrow, Dave. Who's the man in red that you'll be keeping a special eye on? I'm going to go for Stevie May. He's played some really good stuff for the team of late without scoring. Tuesday against Livy was a a prime example of that, coming off to a a thoroughly deserved standing ovation from the Red Army. We'd all love him to get a goal, which would hopefully see him off and running Andrew? Uh, I'm going to go for Niall McGinn and hopefully he's going to be providing the ammunition for Stevie May but if not Niall you're good enough go and score goals like you you did on Tuesday night yourself Yep this is Red Friday we'll continue our build up to St Mirren against Aberdeen after these It's time to talk football It's time to talk Dons it's North Sound 1's Red Friday. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday and Aberdeen are in Paisley tomorrow for the clash against bottom of the table St Mirren and Andrew. We've got we've got the three points just against Livingston. Uh, the next two games we're, we are looking for maximum return. 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, as we've mentioned, St Mirren bottom of the table. They've only won three games all season, only won one under manager Oren Kearney. So they won't be looking forward to Aberdeen coming, but to uh, win that one, and that gives you the, the perfect platform to go on to the, the Dundee game in midweek and, and get another three points ahead of the, the visit of Hearts. And if we get nine out of nine, then all of a sudden any thoughts of are we going to make it into the top six or not are completely dispelled yeah as Graham Shinney said we've got to keep that uh, second half consistency intensity going tomorrow indeed Dave and the captain says it's crucial to get six points from those two matches in the space of four days the squad is always confident in, in our abilities we know what we're capable of but um, it's about going out and, and doing it and we need to obviously continue the momentum from from the Livingston game and, and pick up a win at St Mirren um, and then look to the Dundee game which is, is two winnable games for us it's going to be tough we know that but it's games that, that we know we, we have to be winning if we want to be up there fighting at the top so it's important we've obviously had a couple of days to rest um, and now we look forward to the game One player who's impressed uh, greatly in recent times is uh, on loan defender Max Slow, isn't he Andrew oh, he's come on to just uh, I think you mentioned that he glides past well, I described him as a Rolls Royce on Wednesday night or Tuesday night, rather. The, the way he just—he doesn't appear to really increase his pace. He just, as you said, glides over the ground and just goes past people as though they're not there. And his movement is smooth as silk, and the deliveries that he puts into the box are absolutely second to none. I mean, there's a boy with an absolutely massive future ahead of him, and if Aberdeen can keep him through to the end of the season, what a feather in the cap! That would be for Derek McInnes. Yeah, at the moment, uh, Dave, he's due to uh, go back to his parent club the first week in January, but uh, I think everybody wants him to stay. And, and the player himself, he, he's enjoying it so much, he wants to stay. Yeah, he's been absolutely tremendous, hasn't he? It, it's no wonder that Derek is keen to keep Max at Pitaudry. He's done fantastic. You know, he's uh, 20 years of age. You can see he's clearly getting better and better each game. Uh, his defensive work uh, he's still got a lot to do on that side to go and be a first pick in the championship for me uh, but he's clearly working towards that but he gives us a real attack threat from there and sometimes you know like a lot of good full backs that got about the best part of his defensive work is actually his attack play he forces his direct opponent to defend and his pace and his his aggression and the way he closes the space down um, allows him to be that Let's hear from the St Mirren camp here's manager Oren Kearney Yeah another tough game um, you know we went up there earlier on the year and put in you know obviously went with the game plan and, and I remember it well started the game really well and we're well in the game and then um, I think a goal went in after about 28 29 minutes and um, it just flipped I suppose it was at that time where we were struggling to respond from, from goals in particular and, and it turned out probably a disappointing day so um, I think with that performance in particular it's one that we would like to put right OK let's uh, before we start the predictor let's get the prediction from the kid in the kit room I think we'll call was a win because a couple of games against St Mary, like in January we beat them 4-0 in August we beat them 4-1 in October we beat them 4-1 with St Mirren, we keep on um, scoring goals four goals against them so I think the score is going to be 4-1 the Dons 
Yep, that'll do nicely. Uh, mm. Four Wonder Dawns. It's, uh, that's it. Done, dusted. Um, <laughs> right, predictor. Andrew, um, you'll be glad to be able to give out the latest league positions, I'm quite sure. Well, the Red Army last week, Callum Sheriffs, he got two points, to, so they move on to 54. Dave Galloway, you got three points. You're now into the 60s on 62. Ooh. Dave Mack, you got three points as well. 67, I managed to get six points, so I'm now in the lead on 68. Oh, change at the top. Yeah. Yes, uh, not for long. It's a marathon, not a sprint, etc., etc. So, uh, love it. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with uh, you. The, the televised game tonight sees Livingston play Hearts at the Tony Macaroni. So, uh, how do you see that one going? Well, I don't think it's going to be a particularly tasty encounter at the Tony Macaroni. Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of silky football. I was quite impressed with Livingston, particularly in the first half at Petaudry. They remind me very much of Hamilton three or four years ago. They have a cause, they all battle for it and I think with hearts still in the doldrums a wee bit, they might just win that one 1-0. Okay, Dave? Yeah, I would agree. Certainly not one for the the purists. I would uh, totally back up what Andrew's said there. Livy were impressive in that first half especially against Aberdeen but Hearts will be looking to build momentum themselves after uh, beating Motherwell I'm going to go for 2-1 Hearts Okay, and I'm going for 2-1 Livingston and and I should say that Sean Wallace the Evening Express is a chief sports writer will be representing the Red Army we'll hear from Sean very shortly Um, but uh, moving on to tomorrow's games just the two others apart from our own St Johnson Motherwell, Dave uh, St. Johnson Motherwell I'm going for 2-0 St. Johnson the Saints of course on a, a great run 8 games unbeaten and their confidence will of course be sky high after defeating the Dons Andrew Yeah I think uh, St. Johnson will win but I think it might just be a little bit tighter 2-1 to St. Johnson I've gone, Along with Dave I've gone 2-0 Kilmarnock Dundee Andrew Well uh, I think Kilmarnock will bounce back from that heavy defeat at Celtic Celtic were irrepressible uh, Dundee have improved no end over the last few weeks but I think the partnership of Brophy and Stewart up front and the home advantage will swing at Killy's way 3-1 Dave I'm going for a 1-1 a test of character for Killy after that mauling by Celtic Dundee did very well with 10 men to hold Rangers to a draw last time out I've gone 4-0 Kilmarnock obviously not agreeing with you <laughs> slight <laughs> variation between yeah. the three of us there and moving on to the lunchtime televised game on Sunday Dave Hibs against Celtic Hibs won Celtic 3 for me Hibs got their first victory in 8 games by edging out Hamilton Celtic through to the last 32 although they lost uh, in the Europa League uh, they'll be too strong Andrew there's no rhythm or flow about Hibs at the moment Neil Lennon doesn't seem to want to front up to the media is that a, a sign of uh, problems in behind the scenes I think that will be reflected out in the park I think Celtic despite the fact that they were absolutely outplayed for huge chunks of that game against Salzburg last night will just be too strong 3-1 to Hibs 3-1 to Celtic sorry right, I've gone 2-1 to Celtic and staying with you Andrew Rangers at home to Hamilton well I wasn't impressed by either Rapid Vienna or Rangers watching them last night but I think Rangers will be too strong for Hamilton two goals to nil but the second one coming very late on after a a nervy spell for the the blue hordes at Ibrox Dave 
I'm going for 3-0 Rangers at a Europa League exit of course for the light blues but they are especially strong at home and they'll bounce back against the Ackies I've also gone for 3-0 leaving the best till last Dave tomorrow afternoon down in Paisley St Mirren against the Dons well the Saints will battle and scrap to try and move off the foot of the Premiership so the Dons will need to match their spirit I believe that's exactly what they'll do and I'm going for 2-0 Aberdeen Andrew I think it'll be even more emphatic for Aberdeen 3-0 to the Dons I think uh, the strike force of Cosgrove and May look to be gelling keep that going tomorrow and we can win it comfortably I've gone for 3-0 as well so let's hear what Sean Wallace's predictions are earlier he spoke to Dave OK Sean uh, let's look at tonight firstly scoreline for Livingston against Hearts I'm going to go for 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. tomorrow uh, Kilmarnock versus Dundee 2-0 Kilmarnock Kilmarnock are going well Dundee have a wee bit of a revival but not good enough to beat Kilmarnock St Johnston tackle Motherwell 2-1 St Johnston I was impressed with them against Aberdeen they'll beat Motherwell Sunday a couple of games Hibs face Celtic uh, going to go Celtic 2-1 2-1 Celtic Rangers take on Hamilton uh, going to go 2-0 Hamilton no <laughs> 2 0 Rangers, yeah. 2 0 Hampton would be lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, for Aberdeen. Absolutely. We've saved the best to last, of course, tomorrow. Aberdeen away to St Mirren. 3 0 Aberdeen. Things are starting to get crosses in the box, and I'm confident people will finish them. And they've scored four against them in the last two games. 4 0, 4 1 this season. So, so 3 0 the Dons. 3 0 the Dons. Sounds good to me. Yeah, brilliant. Also sounded like the roof that where you were standing. Don't know what was going on there. You fell in there. Eh? Highland League, Andrew. <laughs> Highland League, Cove Rangers still out in front, but Fraserburgh are only two points behind. Games of the day tomorrow, Cove against Rothes for Martin against Devon Vale. Fraserburgh meeting Keith and a good derby out at Harlow Park in Verudi Locos face Turf United. Yeah, last games in the juniors before the winter break, certainly before the end of the year. Montrose Rose Lee, the Super League leaders are at home to Colony Park. Banksady are away at Glenuri Park against bottom of the table Stonehaven other news from Pretoria this week Dave the appointment of Dave Cormack as vice chairman yes and, and he's excited about the challenges that lie ahead our competitions not just Celtic and Rangers Hearts and Hibs are rejuvenated their season tickets are uh, income is larger than ours but when you compare it to our off the field revenues we absolutely win hands down so it's a huge boost to the club to be able to introduce some new initiatives that, you know, add value. And of course, we're all aiming to drive as much investment into the football operation. The on the field side, it's critical that we have the new training campus and the new stadium. Just as importantly, the new uh, training complex itself will be a community facility as well. We want to see this be a destination. That's your lot on Red Friday for another week. Remember, St Mirren against Aberdeen in Paisley tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock kickoff. Have a great weekend. It's North Sound 1's Red Friday.